From the Caribbean island of Puerto Rico, it's the Beyond Stuff Podcast, your new space for pop culture discussions, movie reviews, and so much more. Here's your host, Brian Chevrolet. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope everyone's doing great. What a week. What a week indeed. So much stuff going on. Personally, I've been working on some uh, kings with my new car. Uh, fingers crossed itself by ne the next few days. That is something to look forward to. Before I get into the show, if I've already prepped up, I want to share some thoughts on a couple of things that happened. First off, the, the Saturday news, uh, Bernard Cribbins, uh, beloved actor from British television, sadly passed away at the age of 93. Uh, my heart immediately sank when I heard the news. Obviously, I'm familiar with him thanks to his stint on my favorite show of all time, Doctor Who. He played Donna Noble's granddad, Wilfred Mudd, or as we know him as Wilf, and uh, he was wonderful indeed. I love him on, on the series. And uh, he's set to appear in the Doctor Who 60th anniversary specials as this was the very last thing he was working on. And it'll be a very bittersweet celebration for us. Doctor Who fans, and uh, my regards to his family and friends and fans alike. I'll be talking more about his character soon when I launch the Doctor Who uh, podcast Beyond the TARDIS, which will be limited. I'm not going to be doing those regularly, so uh, expect them to drop around September or so before the centenary special, The Farewell to Jodie Whittaker. Now, with the worst transition of them all, uh, the other thing that happened... Uh, ben Affleck, yeah, has shot scenes uh, for Aquaman 2. So rejoice, DC fans. We have one more Bad Fleck appearance before he's done. Now, this has become the sole reason why I have to watch Aquaman 2 now. I didn't quite enjoy the first one, but it needs to be pointed. And uh, sorry to disappoint the fans. He only shot a cameo that was previously shot with Michael Keaton. And since uh, the Flash was delayed, it would have made sense to keep that scene, but only with Affleck playing the part. So, yeah, not quite the return of the Snyderverse, is it? Yeah, to me, Bat, uh, Ben Affleck was the best Batman of them all. So, one more extra appearance, uh, I cannot complain. I cannot wait to see this scene. And it's delightful news all around. With that down, uh, what were we? Oh, yeah, San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con has wrapped and we got some goodies and uh, it's been two years since this event was last held in public and uh, even before then, some big conferences were held up for a while. And one of them was Marvel, who had skipped San Diego Comic-Con before in order to present their pre big projects either independently or in Disney's uh, D23. But uh, given that this is a very special San Diego Comic-Con, they just couldn't skip this monumental moment. And in the current stage of the MCU, it needed the biggest platform to show off what is the path to the next big story post-Endgame. Now, about this topic, I spoke about it nearly three years ago uh, in when I started the Beyond Stop YouTube channel. And... Uh, Granted, Marvel was on a whole different stage at that point, and I spoke about the, the path they were taking with my best friend John Chevalier at the debut episode of what was once the flagship show of the YouTube, uh, Beyond Stuff YouTube channel, The Nonsense and Stuff Show. 
which uh, you can check out. I've had great fun doing those, and I miss doing them quite a bit. And yeah, I had fun doing that episode talking about face war back then. And uh, I remember going on about how stupid the name WandaVision was. And it turns out it's the best Disney Plus show of them all. I'm very impressed. But yeah, you can check out that first episode and see how silly we were way back then. I miss doing shows with John. I have to do one podcast soon with him. Now, we're in a brand new stage of the MCU. And the characters of Tony Stark and Steve Rogers are gone. There's no clear path as we get introduced to many potential threats from the wrath of the, of the Celestials to the consequences of meddling with time and space itself. As these threats increases, so does the offerings of Marvel Studios, uh, which now is, uh, expands beyond its film slate, with TV shows and animated productions that take place outside of the mainline MCU, the well-oiled engine of Kevin Feige and the rest of the people involved within Marvel Studios show no signs of stopping anytime soon. As San Diego Comic-Con winds down, Marvel took the stage and straight out stole the show. Before we go into detail of the newest line additions uh, to Phase 5 and 6, let's discuss what's left for Phase 4. She-Hulk, starring Tatiana Maslany, is set to release uh, this upcoming month of August. And we had a brand new trailer to go with it, giving us a little more on the story and the tone of the series. She looks, uh, She-Hulk looks fantastic, but uh, it'll take some time for people to settle in with her CGI look. But everything else seems so fun. Um, there's a lot to look forward to for this show. And Mark Ruffalo comes back as Bruce, uh, Bruce Banner, the Hulk, serving as a mentor to Jennifer. But I feel... Like uh, Bruce will take some issue with how she's handling her transformation compared to what he went through through all the uh, all the way back in the Incredible Hulk film and the Avengers film. So that small aspect does spark some curiosity to me. So cannot wait to see how that plays out in the series. After a long wait, we got our first look at Black Panther, Wakanda Forever a highly anticipated film since the first one was a shining success and the world was saddened to hear about the passing of a star Chadwick Boseman and since then we've all wondered how they could possibly do this film without him. Some, myself included though, thought that the best way to carry on the legacy of T'Challa was by recasting the role and I also thought that back when our eternal Princess General Carrie Fisher passed on as well. But Marvel Studios and Ryan Coogler decided against it, which made things even more interesting. After carefully setting up these films, how will this tragic event affect the current big picture? Seems like we'll have our answer on November, so the trailer sets up a, lot, a conflict between uh, the kingdom of Talokan, Yeah, they rename Atlantis to, to Talacan, so that's fine. And Wakanda, while outside forces seem uh, to threaten everyone involved. And everything while the royal family deals with the loss of its king and protector, T'Challa. Introducing Namor and Riri Williams slash Ironheart, Wakanda Forever uh, was announced to be the end of Phase 4. And it looks mind-blowingly amazing. And so in that department, it looks like a treat. Cannot wait to see it. Already set my day off for November, and uh, they were they granted it uh, to me, so I cannot wait to watch that film. 
But what's coming next? Well, a lot, of course. Before we do go forward on these, uh, one big omission was the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which is supposed to be released this year, and uh, Armor Wars. And both of these uh, projects were very... Uh, their omissions were very sus, to say the least. But since they're both Disney Plus events, I think the most likely explanation is that they're saving these for Disney the 23 later this year. But as far as we know, the slate of phases 5 and 6 will be as it follows. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and I hate this logo, uh, is set to be released on February 2023 followed by uh, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which they released a trailer for the Comic-Con audience and everyone's blown away by it and very sad. Uh, Echo, Loki Season 2, The Marvels, Blade, which uh, I'm surprised that's going to come in 2023, and Ironheart. And followed by Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Daredevil Born Again, Captain America, New World Order, NWO, <laughs> and uh, Thunderbolts, which all are set to be released on 2024. Uh, for Phase 6, we only got three projects so far, and I think we're going to know what other projects are going to come in for Phase 6 after the 23. Fantastic Four, which is set to be released on 2024. Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, and uh, Avengers Secret War, both on 2025, which to me, big mistake. Space them out. Make money. So yeah, these are sure to excite everyone, but given the track record so far, at least critically, it's normal to ask at this point, is the MCU running out of steam? And uh, it's a very fair question to ask. Uh, I have an answer to it, but it isn't a definite, uh, definitive one. Uh, to me... It's not that it's running out of steam. It's the fact that it feels like we're missing something. It feels um, rather incomplete to me. There's various, fact, uh, various factors to this. And uh, most importantly, in my eyes, it all boils down to one thing. We do not have a Steve Rogers and a Tony Stark. But not the characters themselves, really. We don't have a lead to follow. Every character introduced has been a delight, but whenever we watched the first few phases of the MCU, we were really looking forward to these two leads in particular, uh, how they dealt with the events and how they led the team. We haven't built anyone at all yet to be excited enough to follow. Uh, we, they took their time uh, crafting these characters through the first few phases, and I don't see the same thing happening with the newly introduced ones. We haven't spent enough time with Carol Danvers or with Sam Wilson to completely set them as the flag carriers of this new era. But that can easily be fixed by getting these uh, characters a lot more actively involved if the story merits it. But, he, but I mentioned those two because uh, these are the names to me that makes more sense uh, to steer the future of this. Especially Sam Wilson. He embodies the spirit of Captain America but we still haven't really solidified his position yet, so fingers crossed that's the case in the next uh, Captain America NWO movie. The first Captain Marvel film was fun, but not great, to be honest, so I don't think her character has won enough people over, 
but hopes are that the Marvels will change that. But um, it seems a little overcrowded with Monica and Kamala Khan. But to be fair, overcrowded films are the MCU's fucking trademark. So who am I to criticize that? Uh, it's what people love. Regardless, no matter how many things I point out, this is the reality. The MCU is here to stay. It'll make more money and even more money the closer we get to Avengers and the cl even closer we get to X-Men. That's what's motivating Disney to keep the ball rolling and no matter how much we speak up on the quality dip that it's getting whenever a new release comes around, that will fly by the audience's head and they'll keep on showing up to watch these films. Let's just hope that these things get better before they get any worse. And uh, yeah, that's my take on the whole... Uh, new faces of the MCU and that's about wraps it up for the Beyond Stuff Podcast thank you so much for listening to me on the Beyond Stuff Podcast if you want to share your thoughts on this let me know via Twitter at TheBrianChevere or in any of the other social media sites at Beyond Stuff PR and well thank you so much have a great week ahead and I'll be seeing you guys soon <laughs>